Thank you. Beautiful. As we continue in our series of <clears throat> study in the book of Mark, if you haven't realized, I'm going to work our way through Mark. It's going to, so it may be a kind of a long series. However, it won't be everything, uh, but... I, I wanted to take it from the perspective of who was, who was dictating the book of Mark. Mark, as we've talked about, especially at the very beginning, was a young man uh, and was very fortunate to have known uh, the spiritual fathers and the disciples and apostles and so I, I thought more along the lines, we know what Peter had to say because Mark wrote it down, but my perspective has been from Mark. I was very fortunate in that um, growing up, I knew my great-grandparents, I knew my grandparents, and I was able to talk to them really from a very early age about their life and what they saw, and it was, it was fascinating. Um, my grandparents, much probably like you and maybe some of you, but they told me kind of what I call behind-the-curtain scenes of the Roaring Twenties. Never knew that my grandmother could, could do the Charleston, but she showed me one day that she could at 78 years old, you know. But I would talk to them, and I would listen, and I wanted to know everything uh, that, that you couldn't read about. And they told it, they would, they would speak not so much what you could read in history books, but they would speak from personal experience, what they went through, how they survived, what they, uh, what they learned, what they heard how they were able to navigate very, very tumultuous times. So from the Roaring Twenties to World War I to the Dust Bowl, the Great Depression, World War II, I was able to talk and listen and understand that, you know, for the most part, we have what we have because of their tenacity and more frequently than not because of their faith in God and, and so for me, as I wanted to go through this series, I wanted to take the perspective of Mark, and that's why I sometimes will say that, well, if, if, I, if I was Mark, I would ask this question because that's what I would do a lot of the times, is I would ask questions very early on. So from that, um, let's go now into... Uh, chapter 4. And again, we know that Mark is writing down what Peter says. And, and, and I'll probably say this every week. Peter did not write it necessarily in sequence. He didn't say, okay, this happened. And Sometimes he would. But what, what Peter was uh, 
recalling and remembering and wanting written down for the church were the significant things to him personally, what he saw, what he encountered. That's why we don't have certain things in the book of Mark that we find in Matthew and Luke. Because from Peter's perspective, it's not that things didn't happen, it's just that from Peter's perspective, there were things that happened that just uh, really, really uh, struck him. Now, last week we learned um, that Peter had come to recognize and realize that Jesus knew things that they did not know. And I think that was the beginning and the, almost the unfolding of them beginning to recognize that Jesus Christ was indeed more than a prophet or a rabbi. In fact, ultimately, it would be Peter who would confess that he was more than John the Baptist. He was more than a prophet. He actually confessed, thou art the son of the living God. Peter was the first one to confess that. And so from Peter's perspective, I think that it was very, very personal. And quite honestly, that has to be what we need to hang around our neck is that we can know a lot about Jesus Christ without knowing him. And yet for Peter, it was very important that he wanted to get down, that he not only knew about him, but he knew him. And he had walked with him, he had listened to him. And so the three things I'll, I'll try to cover each week is, uh, as Mark would ask this question, sitting there and writing on the parchment and trying to put into the, the exact words that Peter was telling him, uh, what, what I saw, what, what I saw, what I heard, and what I learned. That's, that's, that's the format of the book of Mark. What I, what I saw, what I heard, And what I learned, Mark. So Mark then uh, had just written down what we have as chapter 3. And that's where Jesus had had a great discussion on divided kingdoms and about Satan. And if you recall, um, Peter made a point, uh, you know, to... to, um, make note of this in in this record that Jesus Christ knew things about evil and about the devil and about Satan that they didn't know. But Peter said, ultimately, I did know. And remember, uh, Peter, at the end of his life during this period, he was the one who wrote, be very cautious, be very sober, because your adversary, the devil, walks to and fro, devouring whom he may. He knew that from personal experience and his failure on that fateful night that he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. So Mark is there, and I'm sure that listening to that and listening to Peter, it was very heady, very, very uh, interesting, yes, but very heady. Well, then Mark says, well, well, what else do you, do you remember? What happened after that, after he was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees? And Peter then begins, and he says, well, that same day, in that same day, he said he began to teach, Jesus began to teach by the sea. 
And a great multitude, a great multitude, uh, had gathered to him, so much so that he'd got into a boat and sat in the boat, Peter said, on the sea. Can you believe that, Mark? He, he, it was not in the synagogue. We had never heard teaching like this in our lives. And here we have this rabbi, this teacher, who decides to get into a boat and use the boat as a lectern or a pulpit and begins to teach. And the whole multitude was lined up, Peter told Mark, all over the seashore. They were just listening. to. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Because previously he had talked uh, apples to apples with the Pharisees and the religious leaders. He had talked doctrine. He had talked almost theology. He had uh, been very specific. But in this, Peter said, he said it was different. We had never heard anything like this before. Uh, you could read a little bit in the Old Testament, Peter said, but we'd never heard teaching like this in our life. He began to teach in parables. Mark said, well, we know what parables are. And Peter said, yes, we know what they are. But we never understood them like we did after Jesus taught. Because Jesus taught in parables to explain truths that were divine. We've heard parables of other kinds, but not like this. Mark said, well, what did he teach? What was it? Tell me one of the parables. Peter said, well, I'll tell you the first one, he said, is the most striking thing I'd ever heard. As he began, he said, that day he taught, I'm going to tell you several, but he, this first one was just amazing. He said, Jesus was in the boat. He was looking back toward the crowd. The crowd was all along the seashore. And all of a sudden, Jesus looked up and beyond the crowd, and he pointed to a man up on a hill, and he said, look, a sower is sowing seed. Well, the crowd, Peter said, turned, they looked. But then they snapped back and they wanted to see what Jesus was, was going to say. And Jesus began to teach and he says, a sower began to sow. And he said, Jesus said, some seed will fall by the wayside. And see the birds of the air. They come and they gather them up and they devour it. But then look, see, the sower has sown some that's on rocky ground. And he says, pretty soon it will come up, but... It won't last because it has no soil and it doesn't have root in and of itself. When the sun comes up, Jesus says, it will be scorched because it will wither away. Then Jesus said, look, some has fallen among thorns. And Jesus said, those thorns are going to grow up and they will choke out that seed and it will yield no crop whatsoever. But then Jesus said, but see that seed that falls on that good ground over there? Of course, Mark was so enthralled, he looked around. Is there good ground over there? Jesus said, the seed that falls on good ground, it will yield a crop. It will spring up. It will increase. It will produce. Some 30-fold, some 60, some 100 and Peter told Mark, and then he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Mark looked at him, looked up. What do you think he meant? We didn't know, Peter said. We did not know what he meant. It was interesting. We saw the sower. 
All the people, the multitude looked back and saw the sower and we knew exactly what he was talking about because we've seen sowers and we've seen farmers and we know, we know what happens. But we were thinking, well, what exactly is he teaching? We didn't know. We'd never heard teaching like that. So Peter said, we stayed. We asked him. Peter told Mark, he said, when he was alone, when Jesus was alone, there were 12 of us and then there were a few others that we went up to the Lord and we asked him about the parable. And Jesus said to us, he says, to you. It has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Mark said, well, what do you think that meant? He said, I didn't know right then, but I discovered it later. Jesus then told us, he says, I'm going to teach to those who don't understand in parables. But to those who can, they will understand what the kingdom of God is all about. Peter said, and Jesus said something very interesting that later on I realized, I realized what he was saying. He said, he said, I'm teaching in parables so that some see, but they don't perceive. And hearing they may hear, but they don't understand unless they turn and their sins be forgiven them. Peter told Mark, he said, I realized later that the only way that we were even going to understand is because every one of us had come and we had asked for forgiveness of our sins and we were following the Lord. And so because of that, the Lord was going to explain to us. And so he began to explain the parable. Peter told Mark, he said, well, he said, once he started explaining it, we began to see something we had never, ever seen before. Mark said, well, you know, if you didn't understand, you, you, you know what a sower and seed is all about. He said, yes, we do. But we had never made the connection that, that what happens in this life determines or has a reflection in eternity. And he said, what Jesus taught us was that we cannot understand divine things on our own unless it's explained to us. He said, you know, there were a lot of people who were there, but not, not a lot of them stayed. He said that many people were there, but he said only a few of us were willing to stay there and ask. Many, many people, uh, Peter told Mark, many people just always wanted to come and see Jesus and see if he was going to do some sort of miracle or he's going to do some fantastic thing. They just wanted to come and see things. They wanted to be with their eyes, enjoy some fantastic miracle. He said, there's a lot of people that wanted that. And Peter said, and eventually those people finally left the Lord. They followed him no more. But he said, we, there were a few of us that just simply wanted to know. We wanted to be closer. We wanted to understand exactly what he was saying and what it meant. Mark said, well, couldn't you just tell? And he said, no, we could not tell. We had seen great things, but we didn't understand them all. We had seen him here heal the leper, heal the blind, heal the lame, but we didn't understand where it came from. We didn't understand how it happened. We just know that it did happen. We wanted to understand more. 
And Jesus was willing to explain that. So he did on the parable. Mark said, well, how did he explain the parable? He said, well, he said this, the sower sows the word of God or sows the word. Those by the wayside, when the word is sown, he said, when the word is sown in someone's heart, just like the sower sows seed, when the word of God is sown in someone's heart, he said, Satan will come and try to gather up everything that God wants that person to have every time. There's always those those blackbirds around and he said that's what that meant when he was talking about some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured it devoured it all and Jesus said that's exactly how Satan does when the word of God is preached or taught or set forth into the heart of someone as Paul said When I try to do good, evil is always present with me. Translates, the evil presence is always around me. And Jesus said, that's exactly what Satan does. And then he said, then the stony ground. He said, just like the sower sowed on stony ground, and we all know that on stony ground, yeah, it's going to come up, but it won't last because the soil's not deep. Jesus says, that's exactly like it is for people who immediately will hear the good things of God's word, what God can do for them. But when things get a little hard or they begin to try to serve God and it becomes difficult, they kind of fall by the wayside. They they don't last. And then he said, those just like the sower sows and some seed fell in the thorns, he said, that's exactly, Jesus said, that's exactly what the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of everything in life does to, does, does to people. And Peter told Mark, he said, I never realized that. I never saw that what we could learn from a parable, the, the absolute truth that God is getting for us. But he, he said, that's exactly what Jesus taught. But then Peter said, Jesus then said, but that which falls on good ground, it will yield. Mark said, well, what's good ground? I imagine Peter said something along the lines of, well, I'm hoping I'm good ground. Good ground, Peter said, maybe it was all of us who stayed there. We just simply wanted to know and Jesus explained it to us and now Peter said I've had 35 years of serving the Lord working in the church losing friends but lifting up the name of our Lord so Peter looked at Mark and said I hope I'm the good ground He explained to us some things that we never understood, yet it was always around us. Peter told Mark, he said, you know, one time Jesus says, at the very beginning, he said, you know, the kingdom of God is already here. It's within you. We didn't know that. We realized it later, that the kingdom of God is so important to understand if we're going to serve God.
Mark said, well, what about all the people? You said there was a lot of multitude there. Where, where were all those Pharisees? Was there anyone who, who were critical? Were they, were they criticizing the Lord? Uh, shouldn't he have been careful? Peter said, no, he was done being careful. Jesus had no compunction about just saying these things. Jesus then, he said on that same day from the boat, spoke to us how that we should not be hesitant in serving and living for God. He said we were all amazed at his courage and his willingness to just say what he said was the truth of God in spite of them threatening him, in spite of them planning to do away with him, in spite of them criticizing him and trying to undermine him. Jesus was always courageous and would just say it. But on that day, he talked to us about how to live that way. Mark said, well, what, what, did, what did he teach? He said that he gave another parable. He said, here's what he said. He said, he asked us this question. Is a lamp to be brought or put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? There is nothing hidden which shall not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that's not, that should come to light. And then he talked to us about that we should be very, very mindful as to how we live our lives if we're going to live for God. Because then he told us, he said, take heed or be careful what you hear, because with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Mark looked up from his parchment, and he said, well, what did he mean by that? Peter said, it took me a bit to figure and understand it, but he was saying something very simple. We receive what we give. If we don't give, we don't receive. And the point he was making, as Peter talked to Mark, was that just like he was willing to be a light, and later on, Peter said to Mark, later on he did say, I am the light of the world. And truly, Mark, he was. His light, his words, his deeds were just exemplary. And, and he was teaching us that we too had to live that way and to be very cautious how we live because we should never expect anything from God if we are not willing to give to God. We should never expect mercy if we're not willing to shed mercy. He said, I later realized in my life that what Jesus was teaching us in those, those parables was really a law for everything. Mark said, what do you mean, everything? He, Peter said, well, one day, he said, we were all walking. We were traveling. And it was at a time where people were not as joyous about the Lord and things were becoming more difficult. And I walked up to the Lord. We were walking along and I kind of walked up to him. And I walked to his side and I said, Lord, we've, we've left all to follow you. The Lord stopped and all 12 of us stopped. And the Lord turned to me and he said, I tell you this, there is no one 
Not one person who has left house, brothers, sisters, mothers or fathers, wife, children, for the gospel's sake, that he will, he will, he will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime and in eternity. Mark said, did you ask him anything else? He said, no, I did not. <laughs> he said, I, I understood what he said. Later, at the end of his ministry, Mark, he said, the Lord said something in another parable. I remember that parable because everything was, seemed to be going south. We know that the Lord, they were wanting to murder him but he was still teaching in these parables and he told this parable of of a faithful servant and the one thing mark that stuck out in my head was the lord said this when the master came back the master told the faithful servant he said well done thou good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a few things now I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He said, that's when I began to understand that these parables that he was teaching was not the end in and of itself. He was unveiling, he was revealing God's words to us that were true. It was truth. And he said, I even realized that that's a law even when I say everything. He said, for me, Mark, he said, I don't know, Mark, you were pretty young. You probably don't remember, but I wasn't always a believer. Mark said, well, I heard that. And he said, I used to have kind of a, an anger problem. And Mark said, I knew that too. He said, I had a tendency to hold grudges with people. I wanted to punish them for wrong without looking at myself. But Jesus told us, all of us one day, but I, I would almost think he kept looking at me. And he said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have any issue with someone else. Because your Father in heaven will then forgive you. But, he says, if you do not forgive, then your Father in heaven will not forgive you. And Peter told Mark, he said, I think that that's that same law. You don't get what you don't give. Mark sat there, put his quill down, looked at Peter, and he said, that must have been incredible. He said, Peter said, it was beyond what I'm able to tell you. He said, in fact, I did hear that my brother John wrote in his gospel, or at least he said he was going to, that though we have these things down in the gospels, there are so many things that we could say that the, the whole world couldn't contain the books of everything that Jesus did. But then on that same day, from that boat, he began to talk about the kingdom of God. 
And Peter told Mark, he said, you know, remember when I was telling you at the first part when we started this, when I wanted you to write down, that when Jesus began to first come and he began his ministry, his preaching and his declaration was the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, we didn't understand really what that meant. But then on that day in the boat, he began to talk about the kingdom of God. And in that, he gave some little parables that, that didn't just make sense. It was like it opened up our darkness about God and how he works in this world. Here's what he said. The kingdom of, of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Peter said, well, we thought he was going to talk about the sower again, but he, 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 it was different. It was a different parable. He says he, he scatters seed on the ground and sleeps by day and rises by night, and the seed, it sprouts, it grows. He himself does not know how. The earth yields crops by itself, the blade, the head, then the full grain. But when the grain ripens immediately, the sickle is put in. He said, that's like the kingdom of God. You don't know how it works. He said, but it does. And then he gave another parable. And in this parable, he says, to what will we liken? Or how can we understand the kingdom of God? It's like a mustard seed, Peter told Mark. Jesus said, it's like a mustard seed. He said all these parables had to do with nature, and we thought nature was different, but it's not. Nature contains the truths of God, we began to understand. Mustard seed, when it's sown on the ground, it's smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs, shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Mark looked at him and he said, well, did you? Do you understand that? He said, I didn't understand it then, but I certainly do now. Peter looked at Mark and he said, God's wills and God's ways are his work in the kingdom. It's his kingdom, not ours. He said, I used to think when I first began that it was all about me, my Christian life. I was so glad that Jesus forgave me, but I didn't realize that I was just part of the kingdom of God. And Jesus came to declare the kingdom of God, not just that, that Peter had changed, but that there was a kingdom, and it was God's kingdom. And those who don't believe in God don't understand it and never will understand the kingdom of God. But to those who do believe, it's incredible. Because he said it is true that God's kingdom from the time we began walking with Jesus has grown so much. He looked, <laughs> he looked at Mark. He said, did I tell you about, did I tell you about on the day of Pentecost how many people were saved? He said, thousands. He said, have I told you about all the things that happened we never thought would happen? He said, the kingdom of God to those who don't believe, it always will seem mysterious. It's powerful. It's certain, and it's, uh, but it seems insignificant to the world. That, by the way, footnote, is where we are today. If you believe in God, and you believe in the power of God, you are insignificant in the realm of culture and society. 
But that doesn't change the truth of that parable. The mustard seed is the smallest, the most insignificant. But God will ensure that his kingdom, his reign, as Jesus taught in the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God will ensure that it will take place. And as Jesus, Mark, told us one day, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He said, I didn't understand that and everything that day, but at the end of my life, I look back and I understand that the kingdom of God is real and it's powerful and it's not insignificant and it does offer sanctuary for anyone and everyone who will believe. Mark just sat there. Finally, he said, what else? Peter said, nothing else. He said, he just kept teaching with parables. And he would do that to anyone who would listen. And he explained everything to us. Everything. So Mark... I'm tired. Let's stop for today. But let me tell you what I saw. That day I saw that there are many who are curious. Many who want to just see the, the fun thing or the newest thing. And even though many are curious, a lot of the multitude left. But not many are willing to stay behind and ask. That's what I saw that day. What I heard, Mark, that day, I heard teaching that was so profound when I came to understand it, yet it was so simple and it was always before me. I was amazed and astounded not only at what I heard, but what Jesus explained to us about the kingdom of God and what it means to live for God and please Him. What I learned Peter stopped. He said, I'll tell you what I learned. I learned, as I recalled and as I thought back, on that first day I ever came before Jesus when I got out of the boat. We caught all those fish. Mark, did you write that down? Did you remember that? Yes, Peter, I, I got that, brother. He said, that first day, you remember? I was out in the boat. We caught all those fish. And I knew then there was something different about that teacher, that man on the shore. He said, as soon as we got up close to shore, he said, I ran up and I fell down on my knees and I said, depart from me, O Lord, I'm a sinner. He said, here's what I've learned. That day he could have passed me by, but he didn't. He lifted me up from my knees. <clears throat> and he said, come walk with me. I've learned that he lifted all my burdens. In my lifetime, I learned that Jesus Christ forgave my failures. He healed my heart, Mark. I learned that Jesus Christ was a friend above any friend I had ever had. 
He never denied me in spite of me. And he loved me to the very end. Mark, I learned that Jesus was truly a prophet, a teacher from God, but even more than that. He believed that God's ways and words were for those who were seeking God's mercy and grace. I learned that Jesus was willing to help anyone to understand what kind of life pleases God because Jesus lived what he taught. He didn't just tell us like the religious leaders what he said he lived. He truly was a true light on a candlestick for all of us to see. We listened to him, we watched him, and he changed our lives. Not only did he know the truth, Jesus wanted others like me, Mark, to know the truth. And he was willing to share it. And I'll never forget the words he said at the very beginning of his ministry one day. And that's the words we need to hear this morning. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. Everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it will be opened. Peter told Mark, he said, that is exactly what I learned that day, is just listen and learn from him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the time to be in your house. We're thankful, Lord, that your spirit lays upon our heart the beauty of others who have come to know the Lord and how that in your infinite wisdom you have preserved these words for us. Even though we were not there, we can enter into that through our own experience. Father, if we stop long enough and we get rid of all the distractions in our lives, we can truly, truly hear the silence of the love of God, the power of it, the beauty of it. As we read the words of Peter, we understand that his whole life was changed because of his time that he spent walking with the Lord. And that's what we pray for. That's what I pray for, is that, Lord, we would just walk with you. We would come walk with you and learn and listen and look. And we'll give you thanks for that in our Lord's name. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we come to a close. Good, good hymn this morning. Precious Lord, I feel confident that Peter would have said that over and over and over, is that the Lord was precious to him. The thing is, he is to anyone who comes to him. So this morning, we'll sing this verse, sing this hymn. If you have a need and would like to come, oh, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to come and seek the Lord. Come, listen, and learn from the Lord as we sing, Brother Ed. In 450. 450, let's sing. Precious Lord, take my